With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome in to Outkick the Show, Friday edition. I hope all of you are having fantastic early starts to your weekend. If you're listening to this on audio, I hope you have safe drives wherever you are headed. And I know it's summer season, so if you haven't already subscribed, you can go to the YouTube channel. You can click subscribe. You can also do that on iTunes, Spotify. Uh, You can certainly go follow me uh, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you may be, and you'll be able to find these shows every single day. Appreciate all of you uh, for supporting Clay and Buck as well. We are going to have the one-year anniversary special next week up in New York City. I will be up in New York City for several days to celebrate. Yes, it's officially been one year uh, that Buck and I have been doing the new radio show uh, in the wake of Rush Limbaugh's passing. And so I can't believe that it's been a full year that we've been dealing and uh, and interacting and having such an incredible time with all of you on that radio program. But I want to say thank you right off the top. All right, let's dive into this. I couldn't believe it. Jack Del Rio has been fined $100,000 for asking why January 6th is being treated differently than what happened when we had months and months of riots. And I, I, I know that there are a lot of you out there that are still coming to grips with the fact that sports has gone fully woke, but here we have a direct penalty being assessed on Jack Del Rio for sharing his personal opinion about the current political process. And I'm reading from uh, what the Washington commander said. This just happened the last 20 minutes or so. This morning, I met with Coach Del Rio to express how disappointed I am in his comments on Wednesday. His comments don't reflect the organization's views and are extremely hurtful to our great community here in the DMV. As we saw last night in the hearings, what happened on the Capitol on January 6, 2021 was an act of domestic terrorism. A group of citizens attempted to overturn the results of a free and fair election. As a result, lives were lost and the Capitol building was damaged. Coach Del Rio did apologize for his comments on Wednesday. He understands the distinction between the events of that dark day and peaceful protest, which are a hallmark of our democracy. I mean, this is like, by the way, I'm pausing right now. This is unbelievable propaganda that is coming out of Washington. He does have the right to voice his opinion as a citizen of the United States, and it most certainly is his constitutional right to do so. However, words have consequences, and his words hurt a lot of people in our community. I want to make it clear our organization will not tolerate any equivalency between those who demanded justice in the wake of George Floyd's murder and the actions of those on January 6th who sought to topple our government. After reflecting on the situation and the circumstances, I have decided to fine Coach Del Rio $100,000 
which the team will donate to the United States Capitol Police Memorial Fund. I feel strongly our conversation this morning, he will have a greater understanding for the impact of his language and the values that our team stands for. Colin Kaepernick didn't get fined a dollar for protesting in uniform at work. Jack Del Rio got fined for sharing his opinions about January 6th compared to the riots that took place throughout the entire summer. And I want to make this clear. The Black Lives Matter riots caused 30 deaths, 2,000 police injuries, and $2 billion in damages. These were not mostly peaceful protests. These were largely violent protests. And no one has conducted any kind of investigation to determine how did all of these riots happen in the summer of 2020 and who was behind instigating them, okay? The idea that you cannot point out that this was, all summer long, a far more violent series of protests, hundreds of them, causing more deaths, more destruction, and more injuries to police than anything that happened on January 6th, you're not even allowed to share that opinion without being fined $100,000, which, by the way, is probably a pretty substantial portion of Jack Del Rio's overall salary. So wait a minute. Where are all the people that said athletes have the right to share their political opinions without any consequences? To my knowledge, no athlete has ever been fined for having a left-wing political opinion, even if he expresses it in uniform at work. Now Jack Del Rio is getting fined for sharing his opinion? I'm sorry. I watched the January 6th hearings. I told you guys yesterday, I believe that anybody who commits a violent act, regardless of what their political motivation might be, should be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. If you are a dyed-in-the-wool BLM supporter or if you're a dyed-in-the-wool Trump supporter, if you violate the law protesting for any reason leading to a riot, leading to a violent act, leading to any sort of criminal violation, you should be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. That's what I believe. We haven't had that happen. Many people who were arrested for violence surrounding the BLM protests were let off with virtually no consequences. In fact, Democrats raised money to bail all of those people out of jail and said, hey, continue to riot and protest. And CNN called them mostly peaceful protests. This is unbelievable propaganda from Ron Rivera and the Washington Commanders franchise. Jack Del Rio actually apologized for his comments. I don't think he should have. I don't think he said anything that was wrong. January 6th, by and large, despite attempts to the contrary, was not a coup. If it was a coup, it was the lamest coup in the history of coups in America, and it was the only coup being led by grandmas with selfie sticks taking pictures of themselves after they were waved into the Capitol by many different Capitol Police Guards. All right? 
I'm not saying that people who made the choice to go into the Capitol shouldn't be punished. But I am saying they were not trying to run a coup and overthrow the government. I'm not aware of any governments that have ever been overthrown by grandmas with selfie sticks and by any group of people that wasn't armed to the teeth. These people were angry on January 6th. Just like for hundreds of riots all summer long, many BLM protesters were angry. But it's fair, highly fair, to raise the question, how come there are people still in solitary confinement from January 6th and they aren't even allowed to hardly have any interaction with anyone? And meanwhile, we had Democrats bailing out protesters who were arrested for violent crimes. If anything, I think a lot of you out there right now are watching this and saying, this is pretty ridiculous. Now, I don't think Jack Del Rio will fight it. But if he did, I would have a lot more respect for him if he came out and said, I'm resigning as the Washington Commander's defensive coordinator. And oh, by the way, I'm going to have a press conference and I'm going to lay out exactly what I think. And I'm going to point out that I'm being directly penalized for sharing my political opinions. Whether you agree or disagree with me, how is it that nobody else in the world of sports has gotten penalized in terms of getting fined for sharing their political opinions? And I did. It's hard to argue that this is anything other than content-based discrimination on behalf of an NFL franchise. And frankly... I don't know if the coaches have a union that represents them. I'm not actually an expert in this. But this is exactly what a union would exist for to ensure that individuals are not being punished for sharing their political opinions. They're trying to say this is wrong think. I actually agree with everything that Jack Del Rio said. Now, I don't know that I would have used the phrase dust up, but it's not like he's a professional spokesperson. It's certainly a very valid question to ask. How is it that we have an investigation going on right now into January 6th, 18 months later, and we haven't had any kind of investigation at all into hundreds of violent riots that caused far more damage, far more deaths, far more injuries than anything that happened on January 6th? Jack Del Rio's point is a good one. If more Republicans had stones, maybe we would. But right now, uh, this is crazy what the Washington commanders have done to Jack Del Rio. And right after that, we'll continue the discussion, but first, a momentary break. Now, if you want to tie this into January 6th, I watched it last night. I'll get to that in a sec, but first, 8.6% inflation. What did I say yesterday on this show? I told you, it's like Democrats are trying to tank to get the overall number one draft pick. Did no one in the Democrat Party look at the calendar and say, hey, maybe we shouldn't have our primetime trial of Donald Trump on air the evening before inflation numbers come down. Because what happened? I told you a 40-year high of inflation was coming. And what happened? It exceeded expectations. How many times can the experts have their expectations exceeded when it comes to what's going on with inflation rate? 8.6% the highest since December of 1981. Joe Biden's still floundering around trying to blame uh, Vladimir Putin for inflation. 
when it's his own idiotic policies that have put this in place. And by the way, it would be far worse if his Build Back Better agenda had passed. And let me tell you this right now. Everybody who's a Republican right now, take a pledge, raise your hand, and say you will not spend any more money. Because the last thing we need in this country right now is our government spending any more money. We spent way too much trying to pay people not to work during COVID. We spent way too much on top of that on a infrastructure package. Trillions of dollars out the door. Very real consequences with all this spending such that many of you watching and or listening to this right now have never lived in America with inflation rates this high. And oh, by the way, the inflation is still increasing. 8.5% two months ago, 8.3% this month. Uh, Last month, 8.6% in the May number. This is why Joe Biden's overall approval rating is down somewhere around 35%. Joe Biden said he wanted to unite America. The only thing he's united America in is that he is incompetent when it comes to this job. Two-thirds of people are not in favor of Joe Biden's administration right now. So this 8.6% inflation was eminently foreseeable and it totally took away from the story of January 6th, which lasted for, what, 8, 10 hours? And then it was pushed right off of the headlines by this disastrous inflation report, the worst since December of 1981. Now, we're talking about January 6th. I watched the first 20 minutes. I have read for 18 months now as this committee basically has been leaking to the New York Times, to the Washington Post, to CNN, to MSNBC, all of their findings from their investigation and all these details, right? This is, I believe, a colossal misunderstanding of what the American public wants you to focus on. $5 a gallon gas, 8.6% inflation, surging murder rates all over the country, okay? All of this is the reality of what we're dealing with right now. And you're going to be focused on something that happened 18 months ago? Really, this is the third impeachment trial of Donald Trump. The goal is to keep Donald Trump from Donald Trump from being reelected president in 2024. And I don't particularly care about any of this right now. If Trump runs for president, you can try to hang January 6th on him, getting ready for uh, for uh, 2024. But I believe what is going to happen is whoever wins the Republican nomination is going to be the next president of the United States. And I believe the Republican nomination fight is going to come down to two men in a battle royale. I think it's going to be Donald Trump against Ron DeSantis. I'm just telling you that's where we're headed, okay? Neither one of those guys has told me, hey, Clay, I'm running. I'm not trying to get out in front and say, oh, I'm just telling you, I believe that both Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis are going to run for president of the United States in 2024, and one of the two of them is going to be the nominee and they will be the next president of the United States, okay? I don't know what Democrats are going to do. I don't know that it matters. I think they're probably going to try to drag Joe Biden weekend at Bernie's two style across the finish line, 82-year-old Joe Biden. I think he's going to get destroyed. I think if the Republicans pick a decent candidate in 2024, and I think it's going to be Trump or DeSantis, they will destroy whoever the Democrat candidate is. But first, we've got to get to... The midterms. And I believe in the midterms, Democrats are going to pick up, sorry, Republicans are going to pick up over 30 
uh, House of Representatives seats, and I believe they will pick up three Senate seats. So my forecast is come waking up uh, in November 9th, November 10th, when all these votes have come in, I believe that we're going to be sitting at 53-47 Republican control of the Senate and a 30-seat increase in Republicans in the House, which is going to lead to a fairly substantial uh, majority in the House for the Democrat, uh, for the Republicans. And those may be low numbers, but I think that's where we're headed. And what I would say in general, people say, what would you tell you know, Donald Trump as they're going after him in the, the midterms? It's not landing any punches. This is like being in the ring with a drunk guy who's just throwing haymakers left and right that aren't landing in any way. And the only way you have any difficulty with it is if you decide to get into a fist fight with a drunk guy, what ends up happening is you both end up rolling around on the ground. I would just let the drunk Democrats continue to throw their Hail Marys in every direction, stay out of the ring, and eventually they're going to continue to do what they've been doing for the last 18 months, which is knock themselves out. I don't think Trump needs to get engaged in any way with them. He's already been impeached for January 6th. This is a third different impeachment show trial. And I don't believe that there are going to be any consequences of these January 6th hearings because basically everything has already been leaked to, uh, the, uh, to the media. There's nothing new that's coming out here if you've been actually paying attention to it. So that in and of itself is, uh, is the storyline that I believe exists out there for January 6th. But if you want me to look ahead, what is going to happen is landslide Republican midterm. Joe Biden basically has nothing that he can do for two years. I actually think there's a good chance that Democrats are going to force Joe Biden out or try to. Biden's going to decide at 82 that he wants to try to run again. We'll see what happens there. But I think the next president of the United States is either going to be Ron DeSantis or Donald Trump. They're going to have a, a all-time battle in the Republican presidential primary for 2024. That is, I believe, where we are headed in the future, if you want me to predict going forward. A um, couple of other things. Uh, the Warriors-Celtics game four is going on tonight to the extent that anybody's paying attention. Uh, the Celtics are up 2-1 in this series, four-point favorites to try to make it a 3-1 lead. I think the Celtics will get it done uh, and take a 3-1 series lead over the Warriors. Celtics in six is my prediction based on where we are sitting right now. Uh, and I don't think that many people are going to watch because... Not that many people have watched Game 1, Game 2, or Game 3. In fact, Game 3 was the lowest rated of the series so far. Lowest rated viewership going all the way back 15 years. I think this is going to continue going forward. Uh, Some positive news. COVID testing in order to re-enter the country from a foreign nation is now being eliminated starting Monday. That's good news. Should have been eliminated over a year ago. There's been no basis two years ago. There's really been no basis for this at all. It's not like anything has changed, but the government is finally acknowledging that it makes no sense to require a negative COVID test to enter the country. And so if you go overseas, if you go out of the country, you are no longer needed or necessary or required to go get a COVID test in order to come back in the country. If you happen to be listening in New York City, as I said, Tuesday I'm going up. I'll be in New York City for the week uh, as we celebrate the one-year anniversary of the Clay and Buck Show. Again, no scientific basis for why this has suddenly occurred, 
but two to four-year-olds are no longer required to wear masks in New York City starting Monday, meaning all mask requirements in New York City are effectively over now. Uh, Why it took this long, no idea. It was nonsensical that it has ever existed, but that is at least a positive direction that we are headed. College World Series is going to begin uh, here in a little bit uh, with the Super Regional taking place. I don't know exactly what time everybody is going to start their play this uh, afternoon, but in fact, we're already underway, actually. East Carolina's up on Texas as I speak to you. Oklahoma, Virginia Tech just started. Notre Dame and Tennessee are going to play at 6 o'clock Eastern in a few hours from now. I am going up with my boys to Knoxville tomorrow to watch Notre Dame, Tennessee, and Knoxville. Looking forward to that trip. Believe it will be a lot of fun. Encourage you if you're looking for some fun sporting entertainment to watch the Super Regional. We're down to the final 16 college baseball teams. Eight will advance out of the Super Regional. Best two out of three will advance to the College World Series. Should be a lot of fun to watch. I can't wait to see it in person in Knoxville on Saturday. And my boys should really enjoy it also. All right. Uh, Love all of you. DBAP unless you need to SBAP. I am Clay Travis. I hope all of you have fantastic weekends. If you're going to be in Knoxville for Tennessee, Notre Dame, come up and say hi. Uh, We appreciate all of you. Go subscribe to all of our content. May was the best month OutKick has ever had. We're tracking for the best June in history. Uh, I'm going to be on the road a lot uh, for the next month or so. Going to New York City, going down to Atlanta. Then I'm going to be at the beach down in Florida for a while. But I appreciate all of you. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP, this has been OutKick, the show.